Encourage Radio family. We are so excited you are joining us today. This is your weekly episode of Hope, Encouragement, Purpose. We pray that it is just that. With us once again in the house, Raina is right here beside me. Jacob is across the table pressing the purple, green, yellow, blue buttons. Hey, hey. Making sure things run well, as also providing commentary and support um, on the backside and, and with us. Back in the house is Miss Rayleigh Miller. Hey, everybody. So we are going to be talking today about an exciting subject uh, for you guys, and it's how, as parents, you can take your child's unique um, abilities, gifting, calling, we call it the bend, how you can find that shape and just craft that, mold that, shape that for God's will and God's purpose. Okay, Rayleigh, I have to say this. I've said this to you before, but I want to say it again in okay. so many ways. All right. So for our ministry, Ron and Raina, over 30 years of preaching, it is it has been you know aimed at families. And obviously, with my background, with my family, I've, I've, I'm familiar with Proverbs 22. I'm from you know Deuteronomy 6 yeah. and all that. I have preached, studied, read. I have done all that, but I have never fully, I have never heard you anybody explain the bend method like God has given you the ability to interpret and apply the bend method. Mm. And I mean, I'm just telling you right now, it blows my mind. Like, honestly, I feel like I'm at the World's Fair. Was okay. it Chicago? I don't know, like the 20, whenever, whenever light bulbs were invented, okay? The Chicago World's Fair. I honest, I mean, I'm being serious. Like, I honestly feel like I'm at the World's Fair and I have the exhibit that's going to tell people, I'm going to light Chicago. And everybody's like, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. like, really? What's a light bulb? Can it do it? You know, like, I really, but like using that analogy, when, when people get light in their house and the light bulb goes off, yes, then they're like, what is this? Yeah. That's how I feel. So I feel like trying to explain this process. People are, are like, okay, like yeah. just another Christian school. Just, a, But then when they experience that, mm-hmm. when that light bulb goes off, so I don't want to talk anymore. I want <laughs> you to share with us that topic and give us your heart. Um, obviously, you are the director, founder, director, dreamer, planner of Waterstone Academy and how the Lord placed that on your heart. So bring that um, vision, experience, knowledge, and what you're seeing now. Just talk to moms and dads about this topic. Sounds awesome. Okay, moms and dads. So for those of you who maybe you haven't been a part of the vision at Waterstone Church, Mm. or maybe you haven't heard where the context of this is coming from. I want you Mm. to go to God's word with me. So that way we have the same basis of understanding because I might say, oh yeah, you know, Proverbs 22, six, I don't want you nodding your head. Instead, let's go in God's word together and actually start from the ground up and work our way there. Love that. So what happens at Waterstone Academy, which is really the overall vision and mission for how the bend method is accomplished is to equip K through 12 families to discover and grow in their God-given bend, which we will define in this episode for the sake of understanding how they were made for his glory. Mm. 
that we'll discuss today why the bend matters. Like we, you all know how to find the unique things in your kid. Like mm-hmm. you are doing that before they can even speak, before they can even walk. From the moment you have the opportunity to meet them, you are already trying to discuss what makes them unique. Right. The difference is how do you use that, organize it for God's glory? So this is what Deuteronomy 6 tells us, Proverbs 22 tells us, as well as 2 Timothy 3. So Mm. let's go to God's word together. It says in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your strength. These words that I am giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your city gates. That is Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Now, a key part of that is as you go. Mm -hmm. So a lot of this means it's not happening as they sit in church. It's not happening as they sit in class. A lot of this discovery of who God is and how his glory is demonstrated is through sayings and conversations on the go. Mm. So our goal is to equip you for those in-the-moment, real-time opportunities to discover, discuss, and then craft. This is who I see that God is making you to be, and this is who I know you are called to become. Mm. That is the Mm -hmm. context for how we do this. Okay, that's part of it. Now let's go to Proverbs 22.6. This is in the Amplified Version. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. The Amplified Classic Version says it like this, train up a child in the way he should go and in keeping with his individual gift or bent. Love that. So this is where it gets further emphasized. So Deuteronomy 6 starts the conversation by saying, let's talk about it. You are called in order to pass this on in everyday moments. Proverbs 22 continues this conversation by saying, now don't just talk about it. Talk about it in accordance to how God has uniquely made Mm -hmm. them. So then you go, okay, I know that that's part of the tactic. I know that's part of the method. How do I continue that? 2 Timothy 3.15 continues that answer. It says, and how from your childhood you have had a knowledge of and been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to instruct you and give you the understanding for salvation, which comes through faith in Christ Jesus, through the leaning of the entire human personality on God, in Christ Jesus, in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. Bam. So you continue that conversation by saying, okay, it's individual keeping, it's in their human personality, but it's to the purpose and point of God's glory. Yes. So this is the context for the conversation we're entering into. You know how to discover what makes your kid unique. Now, how do you organize it? How do you do it in the everyday? And how do you do it in alignment with their personality, translating what you know of God's truth and principles into a language they understand. Mm. So many Christian educational environments actually have these verses as part of their overall structure. Right. But how many of you guys have been to maybe a Christian school or environment where that wasn't part of the classroom experience or the homework at home? Yes. Yes. Our our opportunity through the bend method is to create practical systems, structures, sequences, and sayings that make them a reality in the classroom and in the home. For us, what we do is we actually put together a proprietary sequence of steps 
that we use to help people. This is for parents. This is for training teachers and students to discover their God-given abilities and build consistency in their mindsets and alignment with their God-given purpose. Wow. Can I just say that again? I want to build consistency in their mindsets and lifestyles in alignment with their God-given purpose. Correct. that, wow. Because we know that consistency is the key to parenting. Yes. And the truth is, like, let's be real when it comes to parenting. It's full of nuance. Yes. <laughs> like, you're not actually going to do Like, we all know, oh, I'm not going to do the same thing for the same kid. Every kid is different. Well, on top of that, each kid has different parents. Mm-hmm. Like, your second born is getting firstborn parents. Like, they've right. been parents before. Your firstborn is getting... Well, first-time parents, they've never been parents before. So there's so many nuances happening there. However, we are called to consistency. Mm. So how do you create consistency in the middle of nuance? Mm. Well, what we have done is we have taken four steps in order for you to go through an everyday conversation in an environment that help you create that consistency so it becomes the inner conscience of your child. Wow. So what happens is instead of just doing this thing here and this thing there and that thing there, and it will sink in. By God's grace, it does but it'll sink in faster and they'll know how to use it for themselves when you are consistent in the method and sequence in which you go about that conversation or that approach. Right. Yes. And that's what we help you do wow. through the bend method. So later I'll get into how we define, identify and work with the bend. But in the meantime, I'm gonna create a baseline understanding for what the bend is. Psalm 127.4 is another verse used to pair with Proverbs 22.6. And it says, children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's Mm, hands. mm. So we talk about an arrow as a child. Okay. So let's think of that in terms of this analogy. So the art of parenting is actually a great book and resource that talks a little bit about this. Um, So I actually read this after the Lord put the bend method in my my heart and I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. That makes sense. And so I use it in partnership to help kind of refine it, but they're not exactly the same thing. However, it creates a great picture. So imagine an arrow with me. There's a shaft which Mm -hmm. is the main part of the wood, and that's Mm -hmm. their character. You kind of need their character in order to create the arrow. However, character has a grain to it, just like wood. Wood is wood is wood is wood. Character is character, no matter what. However, the way in which you approach that is going to be through what makes them unique. The next is the knock and the fletching, which Mm. is their relationships. So the knock is that small little groove at the back of your arrow that holds it into the bow, actually holds it into the string. And then the fletching are those little feathers in the back. And that's actually what's maintaining their speed and direction as they're flying in in the air. Right, right. That's their relationships. That's you as their parents. That's maybe you as an educator, if you're listening. That is all of those, you are the things that ground them until they are ready to soar. Right. Next is their point, which is their calling. That's the thing that actually sticks into their mission. Now, here's the thing. Every Christian has both a purpose and a calling. Mm. Your purpose is to know God's love and show God's love. Boiled it down. That's your purpose. However, your calling is the unique assignment God has given you in order to achieve that. Come on. And so that is what we're aiming at is the calling. But how do you get there? That is finally through the cresting. So at the time that this verse was written in Psalm 127, when uh, arrows were crafted for battle, they would actually add unique markings on them that indicated which family or which individual that arrow would be coming from. Yes, That's what makes them unique. And so now knowing that about your child, how they created that cresting on there is how they refined the grain, how they added color, whatever it might be before they finally sent it off. Mm, That's That's, we work with all of that in order to make it happen. And so knowing that about your bend, it's your character, it's your uniqueness, it's understanding the relationship dynamics that you have and understanding your unique calling. 
as a whole, that's a majority of what we're talking about. When I say bend, that's what I want you to have in your mm. head. Okay, so I got it. Why, so now, what is a bend and what is not okay. a bend? Meaning, how do you use this in your home in a way that's actually in alignment with God's purpose for them? So first off, what we define as bend in the bend method, it is a proprietary set of observable behaviors that are true of you over time and transferable across environments. Yes. This is where a lot of schools or educational environments get it wrong. Right, I, I will I will yes. say this. So that's where they say you're an engineering student or they'll say you're a really good writer. Well, that's not transferable across environments. Mm-hmm. Not every environment's going to be engineering. Not every environment is going to allow you to write. So that's really not your bend. Right. That's just an expression of it. Does that yeah. make sense? Perfect. Yes. Or maybe when you were a kid, maybe you had a very different dream for what your life was going to be in comparison to when you got older. Or maybe the skills that you had to employ in fifth grade are just different than the skills you had to employ as a 15-year-old. Right. That would also not be your bend because it changed over time. Right. What is your bend is what is true of you over time and transferable across environments. So you can think of it in terms of words like maybe analytical or um, positive or things like that. There's a list that we borrow from in order to create a common vocabulary, but I want you to think in those terms. Got it. So this is uh, so that is like the first one. The next one is the bend should be for God's glory and not your own story. Oh boy. So this is another area the world typically gets it wrong. A lot of times schools will try to do things like strength-based and things like that, which is wonderful. However, the problem becomes when it now elevates the individual child for the sake of individual child's like uh, confidence alignment, but it's really not for God's glory. And that's right. not how God actually discusses strengths at yes. all in the Bible. When you actually hear him discussing strength, he always uses it to discuss it for his glory or for community. Mm-hmm. We, see, uh, we see this actually in Romans 12, three through six, where it says, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. And then he says, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Yes. So that is where it really comes in. Whenever you're speaking, okay, God made you unique. Let's use the example of analytical. So that's true of them. That's transferable across environments. You can say, God gave you an analytical lens, but you're not going to use that to constantly elevate them, affirm them, say, this is what it is. This is what it is. Instead, you're going to say, you're going to help somebody else see detail. Wow. You're going to help somebody else see patterns. Perfect. You're going to contribute to this conversation because it's not about them. Because the truth is, that is what the enemy would love to do to your kid is they would love to say, I'm analytical. I'm analytical. I'm analytical. And they will never feel more isolated. They'll never feel more right. alone or they'll never feel more like a failure if they don't get to use their gifts, if it's only ever about them. You know, if I can, I know you're in a role right Go now on it. that, but I heard it said this way one time, because I love your point. I, you said it a different way and I love it. You said for God's glory, not your story. I heard somebody say this one time that the world sells you dreams, like dream of this, dream of mm. this. Dreams are personal and they're seasonal. Yeah. Right. And so it's all about you, 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 make this happen, you'll feel better. God God tells you, and that's about purpose and calling. So dreams are seasonal and personal. Dreams are, I mean, uh, God's calling are timeless, not seasonal. 
mm. and they're they're for His glory, His kingdom. So no matter where you are, you're finding purpose. Yes. But if you're only about a dream, well, what if the dream dies? Yeah. What happens yes. to your purpose? What if the dream is not for that season? What happens to your life? Yes. That's why we have things like midlife crisis, right? Because yeah. I've reached the end of my quote unquote dream. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just had to like to put it into no, another context. So like we are made for more than just dreams. We're made for more than just seasons. We're made for more than personal. Yeah. A calling is timeless and it's for God's glory and it finds its purpose no matter what season that you're in. Mm-hmm. That's what we want to develop our kids to be. And Love you're seeing that. where yeah. God is at work. Yes. And yeah. that is your focus, not necessarily where I am at work, Ooh. what the end goal is. Yeah. You're more open to be, you know, used by the Lord because you're open already right. in your mindset as Correct. they grow and develop to go, okay, God, where are you working? This is not my agenda, but your agenda. No. I, love, I love the again. You jump right into this next point because you need to. But we're no, we're we're seeking to train uh, and call and craft kids more than just to get a diploma and get a job. Mm-hmm. That's yes. part of it. But we want them that it's to see that it's so much bigger than that. Yeah, so much bigger. The yes. end goal is not just a diploma. The end goal is. Find your calling yeah. and see how God actually crafted you. Anyway, that was so no, good. No, it's yeah. like, so it's true because like, honestly, one of the things that breaks my heart the most about Generation Z and Generation Alpha coming behind us is they definitely have the strongest desire to contribute and make an impact in the world mm. stronger than the generations before them, wow. specifically individually. However, the enemy has come in to weaponize that to make it an individual thing. Wow. And they have never felt more alone. They've never felt more disconnected. Mm. And quite honestly, it. it comes down to, okay, well, when someone speaks over them, either they're not speaking over them a sense of purpose. Instead, they're see, like saying, chase your dreams and go after that. But they're not giving them basic convictions as yes. to why this is what makes you unique. Yes. So like in case in case there's any confusion here, I, the reason why it is so interesting important to discover your child's bend and do something about it is because basic convictions you might take for granted that God is good, that he made you for a purpose, sin scattered your view of that purpose, and you could spend the rest of your life substituting your purpose for so many other things. Oh, that's good. And you're never going to feel more disconnected. You're never going to feel more at dis-ease. You're never going to feel more alone if you're always adding substitutes for the real thing. You weren't made to last on that. So those are basic convictions that I have that I take for granted, but this generation doesn't know that. So when you say things like, God is good, you were made for a purpose, sin scattered the view of that purpose, they go, oh, well, then what's the real thing? Come like on. Gen Z and Alpha want authenticity. Yes. So you say, okay, let me show you what the real thing is and then build your life on that. Right. And then that's what we're going to go off of. That is why it's so important to discover your bend because I believe it is in Romans 1. Yeah, it's in Romans 1. 19 that says, for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. So basically what that's saying is I saw God but instead I didn't know that was God and I looked for substitutes. And that's what? that's the whole thing. That's so right. when you're looking at a person Goodness. and you see their creativity, you see God's creativity in them in the unique way that God made them, and you call it out and you say, give thanks to God because that's what that is, you're actually revealing God's glory Come in your on. kids. And yes. so that's like wow. that's the desire of every parent's what? heart is to show them God. 
And how much more can you show them who God is and his creativity than actually giving them a vocabulary to describe themselves? Come on. And so that's what we're doing here with the bend method is actually doing that. And so that's like the last of the point of what the bend is and what the bend is not is I was actually just going over this with our staff is that it is for your position, not your identification. So here's the whole thing about this. Um, when it comes to your giftings and the and the unique way that God made you, weaknesses, strengths, all of it. Remember the bend, your character, uh, your calling, your uniqueness, all of it. When God made that, he didn't do it to identify you because the truth is you're going to be in seasons where you might not get to use all of you. That's right. Instead, it's about obedience. Mm. So the very first time someone had a conversation with me about my strengths, it was at like my second job. The HR guy literally looked at me and he goes, um, you're going to have to find other ways to find fulfillment because it's not going to be in this job. What? And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I, d- I just didn't know how to feel. But how many times have you been in a subject? How many times have you been in a job? Yeah, how many yeah, yeah. times have you been yeah. in a season where you're yeah. like, this isn't any of me? Like, right. I just n- none of what God has uniquely put in my heart to do is being used right mm. now. But yet he's using that for your glory. Well, if all of who you are and what made you unique was for your identification, you would be doubting God. Like, God, you made me unique. God, this is who I am. Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? That's not it. Mm. It's for your position. What that means is, okay, when I approach this conversation, I know that I can bring in a strategic mind. I know that I can bring in positivity. I know that I have a strong sense of core convictions, which is going to guide me in this conversation. So it might not be in your job, but you find that purpose wherever you are. That's right. So when you look at your kids, this is my practical thing for right now. Please refrain from saying things like, you are this, you are that, whatever it might be. I would say instead, wow, this is really demonstrating God's blank in your life. Man, I'm so glad that you got to use this in this conversation. Separate identity from action, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense whatsoever. That's part of the the sayings that we have is whenever you're looking at a child and you're discussing their bend, separate their identity, which is defined by Christ and him alone, from the actions in which you see that uniquely displayed. So important. It's a simple thing, but not the R's. Like not the, you are not this. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Instead, it's more like, okay, this is how God used that, which is uniquely in you for his glory. It sounds like a lot of words, but I'm telling you, you are are creating a neural path in their mind. So that way when they are alone, whenever they are on the job and that moment happens later on in life, they're going to say, this is how I should approach that thought. And that is the key thing that you're going after is when you release that arrow, what you have planted into them is continuing to grow far beyond you. Yes, that I mean, I don't I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm literally typing. <laughs> I apologize. Like, I'm typing during this. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's like if, you, if God calls you to, like, create the light bulb. And then you create the light bulb, but then somebody comes along and shows you like, this is what the light bulb can do. And you're like, I had no idea. Like for 30 years, listen, folks, I'm just telling you, for 30 years, I have devoted my life to studying this. And and the Lord is bringing this out through you, which I knew it at such a, a young age. Like the Lord is just making this so clear and my, my hope in this, like Ron and Raina, we want this so bad for parents to mm-hmm. just to see what you just said mm-hmm. changes their entire worldview. It does. It shifts the temperature of the house. It, it shifts does. the purpose of the home. It changes the trajectory and the view of 
of of everything of athletics, of academics, mm-hmm. of purpose. And I mean, it truly sets your family on like a biblical path. Yeah, and I think that that's another basic conviction. It's like, come so on, we yes. have our we have our mission, like which is to equip families. But like for a while, I've been just praying and seeking the Lord. Like, okay, if I had to explain to somebody why, like, why do I do this? It's because I truly believe that whenever you do this, the name and grace of Jesus can yeah, be experienced on. and never forgotten That's on this it. side of heaven. That's it. And yes. I think that it's that sense of resilience that means like, I really can experience the best of what God has to offer if I took him at his word. If I put it in conversation, if I put it while I'm doing a to-do list, if I'm doing it while I'm helping my kid with their homework, if I did it in conversation on the side of the soccer field, like I actually could see the fullness and abundance and goodness of God's grace on this side of heaven. Like I don't have to wait for all the pain and suffering to end and the environment to be perfect. Instead, I can do it even in the midst of a fallen world because I chose to take Jesus at his word in everything, like in Deuteronomy 6 says. Wow. And I just don't want to, I don't want families to miss that opportunity or not think that it's possible. It was really cool because whenever we do tours here at Waterstone Academy, we call them coffee and Q and A's because really it's an opportunity for the whole family to come in and actually see the bend method at work to a degree. Because like I said, it's a way in which we do things. And so it's through a set of questions. It's through a set of discovery and just getting to know a child. And like just earlier, I was able to watch this one kid go from saying like, I don't know, I don't really like school. I'm not really involved through after a little bit of time talking and working with him. He was like on fire and so motivated. And I'm like, I figured you out. That's it. And like watching his parents go like, oh my gosh, you just did that. It really wasn't me. I can tell y'all it really wasn't me. And that's the it beauty. Was, it was just the, it was the consistency of principles that I know to be true. And I just followed the steps. I just followed the steps line by line again and again, and just followed the discernment that God had put in my heart. And I was like, let's go this way. Let's go this way. Ask this question, give this prompt. And it worked. Like I'm telling you guys, like it works whenever you do this. And so that is like a big thing that is on our heart is to be different from other schools because other schools, like not saying that like every, every there's an, a school for every season. There really is for every family. But the, what the Lord has placed on my heart to do is to go and find this position in between what other schools are offering because this is an opportunity that God has put in b- before us. So one of the things I see is there's a lot of differentiation in schools, mm. but there's not a lot of individualization. That's it. One of our um, our staff members, she's getting her master's right now, and she was talking about how like in school they taught me all the different ways to teach a kid, but you're actually giving the origin point on, oh, that's the thing. Now I can match it to that thing versus just throwing them all out there and saying, pick which one works best for you. Instead, you're actually assisting them in that process. Also, another thing I see is the balance between what is developmentally true versus what can be enhanced. Because sometimes I'll hear parents do things like, oh, they're not really good at writing, so we'll just throw writing out the window. And I'm like, like, I freak out whenever I hear that. But there's a way to approach writing according to their bend that will actually allow this very developmentally true skill to remain where it's supposed to remain. You don't have to get rid of it. It's another way to experience God's grace. Another way is like 
a lot, another thing I see schools do is they start with interest instead of focusing on what's transferable. Mm. So they'll come into it with like STEM or humanities or something like that, which can be good. Right. But like what a problem you're seeing in your child's motivation and interest goes way beyond that subject, most likely. Right. And so how do you develop that character? How do you have those conversations? And lastly, they, parents just need common principles as a baseline for decision making. Right. And so yes. this gives you those principles and those quick sayings that you can do, but in a sequence where you can be consistent. So even once that child is released or far, are not in your care, even if that just means they're at soccer practice and you're not right there next right. to them in that real time moment, they're also able to carry that into their decision making. Wow. What I love about it is it is transferable mm-hmm. into the family mm-hmm. and um, living out that great commission. Um, of course, you know, we've been studying um, uh, on Thursdays, of course, jumping into John. And it talks about Jesus right before he is about to go to the cross. And he's talking about how just that relationship with Christ, that individual relationship that yeah. Christ once with them, but also within community. So there is that connection. And I believe with the Ben Method, you are connecting how to live within community, that great commission in a practical step-by-step fashion in that they are able to live within their family in a better way. You're using these principles. I believe that the family is changing, Mm -hmm. not just for the the child as they're, you know, doing their homework at home or learning these skills, learning the BIN method, but the BIN method is starting to implement and impact the entire family. Yeah, I would say so as like a takeaway, if you're like, well, yeah. I don't know the Ben method, but how in the world can I kind of start this at home, please? Yes. 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 Um, what I would say, uh, my biggest recommendation to do is within those four categories of character and calling and uniqueness and relationships, write that down about each one of your kids. That's good. Like, yes. That's a great starting point. Like if you already know in your head what makes them unique, remember it's what's true of them and transferable across environments. And it's true over time. Go ahead and start writing those down. Yes. Like, Like even if it's a notes on your phone, whatever you got to do, put it in one place. And then after that, start talking about it, but don't use you are's like that is my baby step. Number one is like, don't say you are this, you are that instead talk about, okay, this is how I see this action at work in you for God's glory. Perfect. Start there and just watch the transformation begin in your home. The rest of the bid method, it can potentially come later um, as we learn more about how to share this information. But in the meantime, start that with your family because starting today, you will never regret seeing that grace explode in your home. Yeah. And, and for the, can I just summarize sort of little, your little cliche? So don't start with the end in mind. The end is we want them to get a, plo- get a diploma, get a job and get right. married. Okay. No, start with the bend in mind. Yes. Just say, God, help me see this child as you created him or her for your glory. Yeah. And then take what Rayleigh just said and start there. Mm. Yeah. That's enough. That yeah. is totally enough. And then we're here as Encourage Radio weekly to add to that, mm-hmm. to help you understand um, obviously how to do that. And we pray that over the years, one of our prayers is that as the Academy gets growing and and we learn more um, through the seasons and through the years that we're able to provide, you know, supplemental material that's not just sort of academic only in nature in its environment. So we're going to provide that for you guys along the way with Encourage Radio. Mm -hmm. What an absolutely mind blow. Again, I know you're probably listening and I know you feel like me. You're at the Chicago World's Fair and you're like, what, what? 
But I'm just telling you right now, this is absolutely mind blowing. I mean, I have something like, where can they find out more about this? Like, mm. like oh, website, yeah, Waterstone so, Academy. Um, Waterstone Academy website is waterstoneacademy.org. If you're looking at that, because um, uh, enrollment should be open at the end of November. Oh wow! Um, for the 2024-2025 school year. It's Come on. And, here. and we're and like we're praying with crazy faith, big bold faith. We're actually opening for K through sixth grade next year. What in the world? I know. Yeah. So ta-da! <laughs> like, oh my lord! Now we're building two arcs. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you have a K through sixth grade student um, and you are local to Florida, please go ahead and consider that and check that out. But also, as Pastor Ron had mentioned, we will be releasing more resources about the bend method because our heart really does go beyond the classroom. Yeah. It really does want to extend all the way into your home. But right. I mean, you guys would be amazed what God has done with a tiny little team. <laughs> you would be oh, amazed. I'm amazed. What God has done in like just the 12 weeks of the school year and a few months beyond. I mean, it it blows my mind. Yeah. And so as our tiny team learns how to expand our time and our resources, <laughs> yeah. we're just going to watch God do the impossible. And he so does. Yeah. it's cool to have a front row seat. And thank you for joining us as the story continues to unfold. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And be sure to, of course, like share um, this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, help us get the word out. Help us to live on mission because yeah. we do feel like this is something that um, can change our our local community oh, and of course our extended community. Yeah, the gospel starts in the home and that's where we're headed. Sure we can does. transform the home. We can transform so many other things. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ray, for being in here. I love it. It's so much fun. I've been a little busy yeah. building a school. I yeah. think you have. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, that's all right. You keep doing that. And Raina, thanks for joining us today. Of course. Jacob, thanks for being in here today. No problem. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the car line at home in the sauna, the spa, the workout room, wherever you are right now. We love you. We're praying for you. Be encouraged and be blessed. All right. See you next week. Bye. You can do it. Bye.